Welcome, welcome to Property Talk with your host, Masako Monso. In this podcast, we will be unraveling everything related to property. We are here to give you some hot tea on property as we will be interviewing upcoming and established individuals in this field. Let's jump straight into the content. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. All right. So to our listeners, today we have an honor to have Timbisa Winston Knene on our platform to unpack an interesting topic with us. We'll be unpacking on real estate agency. But before we jump into that, I'd like for our guest to introduce himself. Timbisa, please tell us about yourself and the inspiration behind becoming a real estate agent. Hey guys, uh, like she said, my name is Timbisa Winston Knene. Um, thank you for having me on your show, Mr. It's, it's lovely, what an honor. I'm the group executive and founder of Libertalia Group, and we specialize in real estate and finance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's 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 who I am. I'm a, I've been in the industry for five years now. Started from from the bottom as an intern and worked my my way up. Um, you know, we're running a team now of 20 agents with my business partner, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, um, as, like you said, you are the CEO of Libertalia, right? Tell us more about it and how it became to be, like what it is today, the challenges you have went through as the executive and all of that. Okay. So, Libertalia is actually quite an interesting manifestation that has happened over the years uh, since it started. So. Uh, I'd just like to to tell you what Libertalia means. Yes, so, yes. so Liberi is Latin. It it's it means free. Mm-hmm. So Libertalia was 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 sort of the combination of a whole you know the words and everything. So basically, it's this is a purpose like this is a as a is a it's not a myth but it's just one of those literature stories you know, uh, in history where there was a guy called Myson who was a pirate. Mm-hmm. And he 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 was he was a free colony, so he was very very into that. And he came into into Madagascar. He took all the the treasures and the land from like religious institutions, from like um, the nobility, and you know the the riches. You know, mm-hmm. so he his his whole mission was to take all the riches and distribute them equally to the peasants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back in the days, that's they had peasantry and and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, and he did it very successfully. So, our name, the uh, Libertalia, resonates with that story because um, that's that's who we are and that's what we do and the kind of services that we offer are related to the story. We want everyone to have uh, property ownership. We want everyone to to have land ownership, um, to have the same equal opportunities, regardless of your ethnicity, your color, your race, background, gender, you know, so we're all for, for equality. And yeah, that's that's how the name came about. And we've been, that's been our mission. If you look at our mission statement as a company, we aim to transform the African economy, mm-hmm. you know, by providing a wealth of services to the driven, uh, you know, those who are driven by change, opportunities, and so forth. So that's our mission statement. And our vision really is to become the leading real estate and finance real est- um, finance industry mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in the African continent. So yeah, that's, that's who we are. And that's what Libertella is all about. It's property sales, 
um, I, I think to to answer to answer more of, of, of what services we offer, I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's what the question was. Yeah, so we do property sales, property mm-hmm. valuations, property management. We specialize in finance as well. We finance. We 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 assist buyers with home loans. Okay. We assist sellers with refinancing. Uh, we've got a whole partnership with bond originators such as Uber. Um, in fact, we are partnered with Keller Williams. Uh, we're an associate of Keller Williams, which is a as a number one a recognized agency um, by word count. So we are associated with them as well. So we've got, got quite a lot of partnerships in place that assist us in, you know, sourcing uh, home finance for people and and so forth. Right. And then, yeah, that's that's what we do. That's what no, we I are. Think that's so inspirational. The fact that you guys managed to build such a successful company in such a short period of time. And like your association and partners basically just also like boosts your company, you know. Um, so congratulations on that. It's amazing to see a young black man doing exceptionally well in this industry. I'm, I'm personally proud of you. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, like you said, you guys basically deal with um, buyers and sellers, right? And you you guys are the middle person in between them. And I understand that there are different processes the two parties go through. So for instance, the process that a seller goes through is different from the process that a buyer goes through. So I want us to start off with the sellers. Like, Can you walk us through the step-by-step process that they go through from firstly advertising the house to actually sealing the deal and handing it over to the buyer. Yes. Okay. So uh, the nice thing about us, uh, most of the sellers is they've bought the house before. So obviously they might have bought the property from an agent. Mm-hmm. So they might have the contact details. They could always reach out to the agent, especially if they were happy with the service. But for those who who were obviously not happy with the previous service or who would like to try out new agents or who even forgot to change numbers because it's been over 20 years, for example, living in the property and mm-hmm. you've lost all your old numbers. You don't remember who sold you the house. You don't remember the agents. So um, that's for those sellers starting from scratch, the best thing to do is to uh, Google top agents. Um, so how, how do you recognize an, a good agent or an experienced agent is... They need to, you just simply go into the EAAP website. So that's the regulator, right, for the real estate industry. Um, EAP stands for Estate Agency Affairs Board. So when you go into the portals, you'll be able to search for, the, for, for all the real estate registered agents in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, by, by, work, um, by agent count, uh, last time I checked, there were 50,000 registered estate agents in the country. So, um, <laughs> yeah, which is... I, <laughs> I think it's a small number, eh? Compared to really? the population, what we've got about sixty-eight million people in the country, okay, and yeah. we've got about the fifty percent of that houses people, which is like thirty million of houses we have. Mm. You know, so you look at that, and um, and you look at fifty thousand agents. Actually, we're sitting on a gold mine as estate agents because mm. the comp- competition is very, very minimal. Um, but anyways, that's that's not the point. So the sellers would go into the website and they would look for. Uh, a very repeatable estate agent either from it's, it's quite simple to do that you search their name uh, you, you first google them if they appear on social media or they appear on a good repeatable website you, or you go into property 24 or private property which is where 
uh, everyone lists properties to advertise and you just go through a list of agencies and agents that that you can search on the EAP just to find out if they are legit, they are licensed to sell and they've been in the industry for over a year. Because essentially it takes about a year for you to be completely experienced, knowing from knowing every process from selling, you know, etc. So you need you need to work with an agent, an estate agent like that if you're a seller. Uh, so yeah, that's the first thing. It's verification. Mm-hmm. And then the second step I would suggest is for the seller to um, to make sure that they are informed before they give out any mandate, whether it's an open mandate, multi-listing mandate, or a sole mandate. They need to establish the communication at that very first meeting that they meet the agent. So I, mean, I expect feedback from you weekly every friday every monday whatever the day uh feedback in terms of how how the sale of my property is going um are the sales uh what are the strategies i would like to be part of the process and not just um you know sit and hope and assume that Mm. someone's gonna sell my house because that's 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 a big mistake that a lot of the sellers experience is Mm. they just assume that the agent is doing their job whereas the agent hasn't done anything for the past three months um they're just comfortable they haven't received any you know, because they don't have the experience of sourcing lead generation, of sourcing clients, and and showing um, you know specific clients um, to purchase the property. So you you do get that quite often. Um, so yeah, that's that's very 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 important for a seller to just establish that communication. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Wait, it's before just you move on. Sorry, sorry mm-hmm. to disturb you. You spoke about oh, okay. open mandates, closed mandates unpack that for us what does that mean oh, okay okay cool i'm glad you asked that <laughs> yeah I, I get used to the language and i apologize for <laughs> it's okay Hello, <laughs> okay um so open mandate means so you see it as an open listing so it's open to every estate agent okay. so if if you come if you give them if you give them a con uh, an authority to sell you know pdf and and they sign that it just basically means that they're allowed to sell it, but it's not limiting the sellers to go and find other estate agents because you do want to expose as many uh, professional. There's pros and cons to all of it. So you mm. do on an open listing, it's it's important to expose your property through maybe four or five different estate agents because each estate agent has a source of lead, mm. um, um, you know, which which might expose your property to those leads and you and your chances of selling the property might be higher there. Um, that would be the con, but the pro of that would be if there's five estate agents advertising one house, uh, you're just going to get the buyers playing around with all of them, you know, inquiring from each estate oh, yeah, agent yeah. and then trying to get the best price from the property. So then they would negotiate. So then they have the negotiation power because they'll mm. go to the most, they'll go to the estate agents that is willing to compromise their commission, uh, oh, just yeah. to beat all the other okay. estate agents. I mean, Next thing, as a seller, you're getting an offer which is lower than what you expected mm. uh, because of that. So there's pros and cons to it. Um, but yeah, it's re- it's rare, it's situational. It's really up to the. It's based on the market condition as well. Mm. And then you have a sole mandate. Sole mandate basically means that only one estate agent is allowed to sell my property. Okay. Um, that's you sign that as a seller, and you give the estate agents maybe three months to to prove themselves. To sell the house and if they don't achieve that in within three months then you would, the sole mandate would expire and you would just give the opportunity to a different estate agent okay. 
okay. Yeah, so that's what would that's a and then the the third one I which I mentioned earlier is the multi-listing mandate. So that's basically a group of agents that work together in residential network systems or in like other residential um you know network systems where um the estate agents are all registered under that system and they share properties together and they share leads uh, together okay so yeah so it's very different to an open listing in terms of having five estate agents going in but they're going in competitively mm. yeah they're working together a multi- anyway. yes whereas sure. a multi-listing they're working together okay I think that's very interesting. That's a topic on its own, actually. Uh, we because yeah. thinking about it already, I can kind of pick up the pros and cons of each, and just I how mean. it works, you know. Um, but yeah, yes. I think we'll talk on the, about that some of the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, all right, cool. Then the other step from listening. Um, yes. Oh yes, the third. So the third step would be to just keep yourself informed as a seller. Don't trust. Um, yeah, you know, it's okay to trust an estate agent, but also try and add a little bit of input into the whole process. Because you know, selling a house take is a long process. It's literally a tedious, long process because you have to find someone to do the viewing. Mm. Um, if they don't like the house, you have to find more people to do viewings. So it's an up and down, cleaning the house, expecting visitors every now and then, hoping and expecting someone to actually put in an offer. So it's quite a tedious process in terms of that. So it's very important for the seller to educate themselves while that process is taking place. Mm. Um, whether you're getting advice from the estate agents during those feedback meetings. Okay, so how does this work? Um, why would you do it? go about it this way? Mm. Be invested in the conversation and in the process because that can give you a clearer picture of, um, of trajectory you know mm-hmm. so uh it will give you a clear picture as a seller because the the reason why i mentioned this is because in, in favor of estate agents is an estate agent will come and say listen mr or mrs seller we need to renovate your house so that mm-hmm. we're able to sell it a lot quicker mm-hmm. if you come with that approach as an estate agent the f- you usually get a no like 80 percent of the time the seller will say no no i don't have those funds let's yeah. just put it on the market and sell it if you can't do that i'll just take the property to i'll just give the opportunity to another estate agent mm-hmm. that's usually usually the sellers have that thick skin so it's important for a seller to actually invest and involve themselves in the process to understand the importance of um, an estate agent's advice so when the estate agent says let's in, let's renovate your house because 10 properties around the same area look very clean they've renovated they've maintained the gardens and everything and out of the 10 properties there there are three that are going for sale and out of the three there's two properties that look very similar in in condition in mm. maintenance in, in in all of that your property however looks a little bit it needs a little bit of work so if we're comparing the three properties and we haven't done much really on terms of inquiries and viewings and leads it's most likely because all the leads are going to those other two properties yeah. you know so that's very crucial that's crucial information that that's that we usually give sellers and it's very difficult for them to understand that so it's very important for them to to actually invest Mm-hmm. Um, in the process so that they understand what they need to do to get the house sold yeah um, right. yeah and then and then i think that would be the the fourth step well f- the fourth fourth fifth step would be for mm-hmm. the sellers to 
if they want the property sold a lot quicker. So now let's say they've already received an offer to purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Someone has bought, uh, has offered to buy the property. Um, and we're now in the process of, we need to get COC is done. So a COC is a certificate of compliance, electrical okay. compliance certificates. Okay. We need to get plumbing done. We need to get all of these things fixed or whatever it is that they need to do to get the property sold. Uh, or if they're in a complex, we need to pay for the levies and rates, clearance certificates. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, if it's still bonded, we need to pay, we need to pay or, or notify the bank for the bond cancellation finger figures. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a lot. That sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it's a lot. I mean, it's a three months process. So that does essentially selling a house is not like selling a car. You don't just buy it and take it off the <laughs> the dealership immediately, you know. So uh-huh. the whole legal process. So it's very important for the sellers to, um, if they want their properties sold on time, they need to get the compliance and those things in place as quick as possible. Because the the more uh, an attorney waits for a clearance certificate, uh, COC, and all these other requirements, the further it will take, or the longer it will take mm-hmm. for the property to register. So. Uh, those are some of the tricks that you could always use to try and get your property registered within two months instead of three months. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. I, that's a long process. I didn't even like know about that, like the waiting period, especially. I think when I think about it, I'm thinking, no, I'm just going to advertise my house, uh, get a real estate mm-hmm. agent who's going to like post it and try and find people that are coming to buy and then just sign. Yeah. You know, somebody wants yeah. to buy and then that's it, you know. So now to be yeah. educated about the process, actually very interesting but also very tedious but i think it's better like you said for them to educate themselves is always better because you can kind of anticipate things not going well and you can kind of make room for like disappointment in a way maybe the process taking longer and whatever you know so all right interesting and on the buyer side what process do they go through in basically viewing a house and finally making it their own home Okay, so for buyers, it, it, you know, for buyers actually a lot simpler, and um, it's a lot simpler because for them really is to is to is to view. Actually, in fact, they would do the same. They they would do the total opposite. So they wouldn't need to find an estate agent, mm-hmm. a reputable estate agent. Mm. Um, well, it, it's an advantage. It's an advantage to find one as a buyer, but they're not looking for buyers they're looking for houses right mm. so they're looking for beautiful homes they're looking for a, a specific type of home so they're already on property 24 they're already doing their research they're already looking at the area they're googling the area the amenities of the area so they've done quite a bit in terms of finding real estate agents which you don't have to do that mm. um but once you have found a property that you like and you want to view you first need to calculate all the costs associated with buying a property so you'll see on the purchase price on property 24 private property that the house is going for a million rand and you automatically assume that that's that's now that's how much i have and that's how much i'm going to spend but it goes beyond that there's transfer costs the, the transfer costs okay let me explain what transfer costs are mm-hmm. so only registered attorneys, convincing attorneys are allowed to register a property from one name to another. So you can't go directly to a seller and say, I want to buy a property. 
it's gonna be in my name. You must give me the documents. Uh, it doesn't work. Oh like no, yeah, so, sure. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So the attorneys would have to process the whole, you know, take getting your your FICA documents, um, uploading it on in uh, to get a title deed registered in your name. So they would have to go to the deeds office. Mm. They would have to file. There's that that sort of stuff. That's attorney and uh, that's an attorney's job though. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said, if you hire, you're hiring a different profession, a professional, so they will charge you, and that's mm-hmm. that's called a transfer cost. Okay, and then you've got bond costs as well. If you if you're not buying the property cash and you're buying it, you know, uh, using the bank's money, so that's called a bond. There's also bond attorneys that needs to be associated with that. So it's the very very same process. The bank needs to get a, a, a title deed from the seller um, into your name as the buyer acquiring for the property. So that will require a bond attorney to do that as well mm-hmm. in the, from the bank side. So that's another additional cost that comes together. So that's what when we say you, buyers need to prepare for transfer and bond costs, we're talking about that. Okay. Um, so you need to also calculate the costs for you know moving that's a that's costly yeah moving furniture removal costs you need to add that into your budget you need to add costs for um it depends if you are buying so if you buy a property over a million rand you need to pay transfer duties so that's basically tax okay so it's like yeah you have to pay tax for if it's but if it's if you're buying a property below a million rand then you're exempt from paying tax okay so yeah, that's just something else that um, buyers would need to consider when doing their calculations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's for for the most part, it's just the the mathematical side of it, just mm-hmm. calculations, um, finances. And so now you've seen the house, you've prepared for your costs. Now you need to do a pre-approval. Okay, I've seen all these costs now. Mm-hmm. Before you move on to the pre-approval, I want to know if the transfer costs are standard prices or does it fluctuate based on let's say if you're buying a property in midrand compared to a property in soweto like how yes. how yeah what are the like what are the factors that affect your transfer costs and bond costs and all of that yeah that's actually a great question um so surprisingly area does not matter in this instance okay. you can buy a property in soweto or you can buy a property in Midrand, it doesn't matter. What matters is the attorney that you're using. Okay. They will charge. They will charge their fee, right? Um, so the reason why it's important to also establish a relationship with an attorney is you can always ask for discounts because it's negotiable. You can mm-hmm. negotiate on your discounts. So they'll give. They'll say to you, these are the transfer costs. Let's say, for example, seventeen thousand rand. Um, you can ask for a fifty percent discount on their actual labor cost which is about 4,000 Rand, for example. So they'll give you like 4,000 Rand off. Mm. And it's just an example. It's working with different attorneys. So um, the attorneys charge their own rate. But in terms of the standard market-related costing, so the pricing of of bond and transfer costs, how it would work is you try and work it out on between 8 to 1% of the purchase price. so you, the reason why I'm saying between eight and ten percent is because of the different attorneys that would charge according to that standard. Mm. But 
we also have tools like Prop24 and Private Property. Or on our website, for instance, if you go to our website, you'll see there's a calculator there. You just put in the purchase price. It will automatically calculate how much bond and transfer costs would cost for that price. Right. So that's another. So that's another way of going about it. Right. Interesting. You can continue with the. I think you were talking about pre-approvals. Pre-approvals. Yes. Yeah. So so once you've gotten the cost ready, you you know you've jotted down everything. Um, make sure that you pre-approve yourself. You don't want to disappoint yourself. Um, going and and wasting money on petrol airtime stress you know every all of it everything associated with doing viewings because that's also another tedious process you have to drive to the place view the place mm. it's time consuming it's um cost it's money consuming so you need to pre-approve yourself to cut those to mitigate that risk of not knowing what the outcome might be so reach out to a bond originator um say to them hey i would like to uh, pre-approve I'd like to, I'm interested in buying a house I don't know how much I qualify for I'm looking for the best interest rate get a bond originated to pre-approve it free of charge we do it as well it's free of charge mm-hmm. you just submit your documents they'll ask for your FICA documents so your copy of IDs and payslips and all of that okay. uh, they'll put it on the system and see how much you qualify for so if you qualify for a million rand um, then you can start shopping around. Okay, cool. I might, the bank might give me a million rand based on my mm-hmm. my pre-qualification. So I'm able to now go, now I can do the viewings because I know for sure if I find a, a house that I love, I'm ready to put in the offer because I know I'm already pre-approved. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's another way, that's another um, step I would give. And then, yeah, I think closer towards registration, which would be the last step for the buyers, is closer towards registration make sure that you've saved up so now you know your calculations you know that you need to pay for bond and transfer costs you've already budgeted for that that's perfect make sure that you pay on time so that the property registers in time um it registers quicker and also make sure that uh wherever you're staying currently so if you're renting or you've got another property somewhere make sure that you you align the timing between the property registering for example in november and you placing a notice for for if you are renting in a place mm-hmm. um, make sure that you place in you you put in a notice to say that you're moving out at the end of november because you're going to be moving into the new property mm-hmm. um towards the you know 30th or the 1st of december so make sure that your timing is perfect in that planning um obviously it's very you can also mitigate that risk should you find yourself not moving in on time because the property hasn't registered yet and you've already given notice and the landlords are not happy and they've already Mm. found a replacement you can always pay for occupational rent to the new to the property that you're you're still waiting for registration so you're basically moving in as a tenant into the new property for the few days before registration all right so, yeah all right interesting i've heard a lot of people talking about otp which is the offer to purchase where does that fall in in the process of like i think that's the buyer's side maybe yeah both actually on all sides so 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 real estate has stakeholders right it's the mm-hmm. sellers the buyers estate agents the bank which falls under bond origination mm-hmm. and attorneys 
Okay. So, all the OTP needs to go to all five parties. So, if you're asking where does the process start, um, it starts from the buyer. Yeah. Mm. So, so it starts from the buyer. The buyer saying, "I'm interested in the house. I'm going to sign. I'm going to put in all my details on the offer to purchase, my FICA documents attached to it. I'm already pre-approved." And I'm waiting for a suspensive condition to be met. So that's the buyer side, right? Okay. So you sign there, and then it's the it's the agent. Obviously, the agent. So the agent works hand in hand with everyone. Okay. Yes. So yes, the yes. agent will work with the buyer. So we sign the offer to purchase, and then now we need to go to the seller. That's your second stakeholder. The seller needs to sign um, the offer to purchase as to accept, you know, the offer. Mm-hmm. So the the OTP is still playing a role. Your third step would be um, so you've gotten the seller, the seller accepting the offer. Your step, your third step is to send the offer to bond originators okay. to make sure that the banks will give money accordingly. So the bank will get the offer as well, the offer to purchase received. And then your fourth, your fourth party would be the attorney. Mm-hmm. The attorneys need to get to see that offer to purchase to process the deal as well. So um, that's another step that would fall under the offer to purchase, and then your fifth um, step, which okay, well, which is the estate agent, yeah, which agents, is part of all the steps. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lengthy process. Um, it's so yeah. lengthy. <laughs> it is. But we, we, we're dealing, we're dealing with people's largest assets. Yeah. You know? So it can't be easy. Mm, it shouldn't true. be easy. In fact. It's people's lives, it's people's generational wealth or retirement or, you know, mm. security. So it has to be a tedious process. Yeah. So um, basically, like you said, um, throughout the entire process, the real estate agent is the main person that is the driver, yes. you know, between all parties. Yes. And yes. what are the common mistakes you have realized buyers and sellers make without this process? Okay. Um, that, yeah, you have seen a lot. Eh? Um, the, you you have you've got impulsive buyers. Uh-huh. So the same way you feel like you today you feel like McDonald's. You don't care. You don't want to cook. You just want McDonald's. You'll just go and buy McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. Even though on your budget you've already bought food, so you've got a budget that you need to to pay rent, to pay for your car, your mortgage, you need to pay for all of these things. And you've already paid for for um, your groceries and food. So you don't need McDonald's. That's mm-hmm. just a luxury. So I, I feel that some of the first time buyers make those common mistakes where um, they see a house, they don't pre-qualify, they don't do cost, they don't check their costs and calculate how much it will cost them to buy the property. Mm-hmm. They don't look for the right estate agents to work with. They just see a dream home and immediately, I, I don't know, it's very psychological. They'll <laughs> immediately say, this is my dream home. I'm buying this house tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> they go and they put in the offer. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's them. I've realized those mistakes because I would, as me as well, starting very, like, you know, five years back starting, I would accept an offer immediately. Um, Mm. Also, which is a rookie mistake from my side, I will accept an offer because I'm also excited. I'm about to get commissioned because yeah. this person is excited and they're ready to buy a house. We put in the offer, we get it accepted by the seller, and then by the time we submit it to the bank, the bank says, "Oh no, you 
you've got a judgment oh no you've missed a few payments there mm. um, oh no your, your affordability cannot afford this house mm. uh, you know you've got all these opposition factors and then the deal falls through and then by at that point you're disappointed yeah. you have a low self-esteem now you know you don't want to buy a house anymore mm. you're angry at the whole world <laughs> so yeah those are some of the mistakes that a lot of the buyers are making a first-time mm. buyers especially is not doing research in their homework um and talking to a professional mm. um yeah no it, it happens it's very very common so it's very important to to speak to a registered estate agent that knows what they're doing mm. and for sellers as well it's it's quite a common mistake that i see a lot especially recently they get a job a promotion and um it's a what it's a two-year promotion for example regardless of the timeline and they've got kids that are in school you know so they take the job which is perfect we all we all yeah we, we all like new opportunities I and mean, it's mm-hmm. part of life so they take the job they they change their entire life kids moving in they do everything and then what they do is so this is very situation i'm going to explain two scenarios okay. it's either they leave the house that they live that they stayed in behind as sellers right so they leave the house behind they move to the job they move everything they move their life and then they leave the old property behind mm-hmm. and they leave the property to random estate agents they don't do their homework they don't uh they just assume that you know what i'll get an estate agent that will take care of that house or i'll you know what i'll do this thing myself let me just worry about this right now and then move and then not worry about my property so in actual the mistake there is you need to worry the first priority is worrying about your property before mm-hmm. you even before you even accept that offer uh, for the job of um, promotion mm-hmm. and the reason why that is so important is because if you can find an estate agent to rent your house out or to sell your house you're already prepared and you've already placed a notice to the bank that you're going to cancel your bond because you're going to sell your house you know those are the things that have become costly in future mm-hmm. um should sellers not look out for those things you know or you don't look out for a, a repeatable estate agent and then by the time you've left for the new job you're living in a new area you left an estate agent who doesn't do necessary credit checks on the clients who doesn't do affordability checks a squad a squad checks by the time there's a new tenant that moves in they come in they damage the house they don't pay rent on time and then now you're affected your credit score is affected um so Your those properties are the also affected yeah mm. exactly because you never worried about it you mm. just assume that things will fall into place so there's some of the the mistakes that sellers make um when 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 selling their when selling or leasing out their home mm. sometimes you 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 move out you get an estate agent to come in you haven't vet the estate agent then your house becomes vacant for 6 to 8 months it hasn't been sold and mm. you've been paying bond for the past 8 months a bond because you because you haven't taken that uh, accountability you know so those are some of the mistakes sure yeah no i think it is like all these mistakes really do emphasize on the port- importance of educating yourself before you yes. start to sell before you buy and all of that yes, um exactly. but yeah so i want us to touch base on the pandemic our new normal how did it affect your company and in terms of demand of people selling people buying how did how did covid affect you guys 
Um, initially, it was scary. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we, we have bills to pay, like company costs. Um, so it was quite scary, especially during the level one, level five. Yeah, level five. So how are we supposed to make money? You know, and you've got costs. So I mean, I'm a very positive person. I'm very optimistic. Um, even in the most dire situation, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've grasped that mindset of positivity. But I must be honest with you, when the pandemic happened, I was sick worried. <laughs> I was sick worried. Um, I started looking for other opportunities, low-key looking for other opportunities, you know, because I was quite worried that mm-hmm. uh, we were not going to survive. You know, I think, I guess with every industry that you were in, you're in, everyone was worried, restaurants, mm. real estate, you name it. So, but, you know... <laughs> We we have a, we have survival instincts as human beings. That's what we're all blessed with. Mm. And I think as time progressed, the pandemic actually became an opportunity for us to grow and to be creative in our in our ideas and operations. Mm. Um, you know, so we found new ways to lead generate because as much as yes, the pandemic affected buyers and sellers as well. Um, it, it also created opportunities for the estate agents. There were sellers who were looking to downgrade to, to save money, so they had to sell. Mm. So that's lead, those are leads for us. Mm. There are sellers who wanted to buy properties, um, investment properties, because the repo rate had dropped because yeah. the economy is trying to regulate. So we have the opportunity now to find other properties that were available. So opportunities just came left, right, and center, mm. you know, from whether people were taking advantage or people were disadvantaged, uh, it became opportunities for us. And even then, when we started thinking creatively, uh, we realized that there was so much stock available and there was so much buyers available. Mm. So we needed, we, ne- we now needed to, to design a course, so a tutorial course mm-hmm. to actually, which is, which is more of a human resource structure. We're to design courses so that we're able to hire more agents to sell because we couldn't we couldn't handle the lead generation from all the advantages and disadvantages you know from Mm. from the economic side of things so we had we had the opportunity to to design um, a real estate course which we would distribute publicly to offer people the opportunity to join the industry through the course and uh, create those opportunities for them and that's something that we would have never came up with mm. or thought of um, had we not been in those dire situations, you know. Mm. So it's a, it's a fight or flight mode. Yeah. It's either you, you, you quit, you find a job uh, somewhere or you find out the means of survival or you really, really come out of your comfort zone and you, mm. you know, you do something about it and you make something out of it and you create other job opportunities for mm. others because we brought in like 20 agents from the pandemic. Ooh, that's amazing. And they're all, they're all selling, they're all doing well. Those are 20 lives that were changed completely, you know, yeah. um, for the better, uh, considering the situation that we're in. So I think I, I, I'd say the pandemic was, was more of a, um, and I don't want our, your, our viewers to to see this in a, in a very bogus, egotistical way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really really a blessing um, yeah. at the end of the day for for us to to grow as a business as a company and to mm-hmm. contribute towards the economy. 
that's amazing because i'm thinking basically real estate agents rely on commission so if you are finding it difficult to sell houses you have no money coming in on your side yeah. but, um the yeah. fact that you guys managed to find opportunities within the dire situations it's just amazing and when you know that it's true within you and it's in aligned with your purpose you can find ways to survive even in difficult situations i mean you basically changed 20 lives throughout where yeah. people were stressed about oh my god i'm losing my job where am i going to get yeah. money but your yeah. company and your values basically managed to overcome all those challenges that you guys are facing that is so inspirational oh my god um <laughs> but yeah um so like you said that you started off as an intern right yeah uh, many people don't dream about becoming property investors or owning a real estate agent and what were your assumptions about property before you started um and were they proven to be correct ever since you i mean it's been five years now we you've been running strong so have your assumptions been proven correct or incorrect yeah um uh, it's it's situational but i think yes i get your question it's very balanced mm-hmm. so there were assumptions you know what here yeah, i was actually i had no experience no knowledge whatsoever so i was always that guy that assumed that um a mortgage is an asset irregardless um and renting being a you know just a relationship between a landlord and a tenant mm. is it's, it's just part of life <laughs> you know you, you have to you know you just you just have to live in a house so yeah. it's, it's an obligation you have to pay i never really knew the processes i never really anticipated the amount of growth personal growth you know mm-hmm. Um I thought it would have been very difficult considering like what you've said now it's a commission based industry so if you don't sell a house you're not going to make money in the next few mm. months so I had my fears around that like am I even capable of selling a house um you know I'm at my age I'm, I look so young I'm even today I'm I'm still young yeah. you know but I'm going to be dealing with people with 40 years of ex- of work experience uh who expects professional service who expect all of these things uh for me to sell their house but when they see my age um will they trust me enough to even sell the house i had those fears in my mind so that was before joining the industry and i must say though one thing that has manifested from this is is the mindset um personal development mm-hmm. i knew i knew i was trained and taught to think in a certain way um by the mentors when i was still an intern um i was i was taught to have a thick skin i was taught to be resilient i was taught to be positive optimistic i was taught to you know not all of these things that make that essentially make up a mindset a successful mindset mm-hmm. and they told me that if i mastered all of those things and discipline the most important one is discipline mm. if i mastered those things i would really go far in the industry i think that's advice i carried with me mm. um because i owed had i not taken that advice i don't think i'd still be in the industry i wouldn't be enjoying it and yeah i was given an opportunity you know i grabbed it with both hands mm. and i followed that advice and i think it it, it has worked accordingly when i when i look back at the advice i got from the top agents 
you know, uh, as an intern and and to where I am now to offering opportunities with my business partner, by the way, mm. um, offering opportunities to other individuals, to other interns and helping them avoid all the mistakes that we made when we started. Mm. You know, we've okay. made we've made a lot more mistakes. I mean, we had our the recent intern we hired sold the house in two months and they, yeah, they got commission yeah. over they got commission over yes i don't want to say how much they got but they that's almost close to a, sal- a ceo salary you know mm. um they had zero working experience they had zero experience they they just came from university and they just came through to our company and they learned all of those things and i think that's such an honor it's such a privilege to see that to see the result of all your your hard work and your pain and your struggle Mm. coming to fruition for others you know mm. it took me six months to sell my first house because no one taught no one taught me how to avoid certain mistakes no one yeah. taught me how to think in a certain way no one taught me how to budget correctly they tr- just trained me on how the processes work but no mm. one was really there for me to mentor me in that way and they, the agents that we bring in now have that privilege they're really sitting on a gold mine and i think it's very to answer your question what I, what I think of now and what I think of when I, what I was taught back then and I and I and I and I tried it out and I, I took it very well um I took the opportunities very well and I think that's what our agents are experiencing right now as well so I think it's nothing I anticipated before starting that I yeah. can tell you <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think I would get this far with my yeah. business partner I didn't think we would get into private property podcasts podcasts mm. with you you know I, I, I never anticipated that. I think that's just part of growth. Growth, yeah. growth does come with change. You yeah. know, you need to you need to grow. You need to change to grow. You need to grow to change. So yeah. vice versa. Amazing, amazing. Oh my God. I'm so inspired because I'm just looking like this young man is just doing the most. <laughs> But all right. So in terms of, like you said, you carried the advice that you got from your seniors when you were still an intern. For somebody that is listening to you right now, top two points or advice that you have for them yeah. what would that be okay so this will be very uncomfortable but i think it's okay. advice that we're told on a daily basis or it's somewhere it's propaganda it's you know it's 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 marketed mm. um it's uncomfortable but it's it is it is what it is mm. discipline and systems those are my top two words Okay. Um so okay, let me break it down. So let's let's start with systems because it's in con- it's in conjunction, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to whether you want to join the industry, you've joined the industry, you're in the industry or you're doing something else. I think this applies to every industry in fact. If you create your own system, you have control over it. So you're able to measure it you're able to improve it mm. you're able to adjust it amend it you're able to change it mm. you you've got control over that system so the moment you start creating a system and when i say system i'm talking about scheduling mm. um time management systems so i need to do five activities to get to the to the to the results right mm-hmm. so what is a, what system can i create for myself that will cause me to do these activities to make sure that that result is achieved mm-hmm. and that is in conjunction with discipline because the moment you create a system and you don't follow through with it then you you lack discipline yeah and the moment you lack discipline 
you'll yeah, never get to that end goal, <laughs> that that end result. Mm. So create systems, schedule it, and be a monitor. Monetize your systems. Um, the same way you would go on social media and look at your celebrity every day, anticipating what they post, mm. anticipating what they'll say on their caption. The, you need to treat your systems the same way. Your systems need to be a celebrity. Mm. Um, every In the morning, wake up, plan your day. Okay, I need to look at your system. This is what my system is required for me to achieve my day, right? To have a successful day, right? So I need to do this. I need to call, call. I need to send emails. I need to, um, I need to do follow-ups. I need to set up a social media uh, page. I need to post pictures. That's a system that you've created. Mm. No one has created for you. So you've created it according to your own personal goals. So the moment you've created those systems, you need to make sure that you follow through with it. Mm. The difference between the most successful people I've watched a lot of successful podcasts like mm. Vusi Tembegwai. I'm going to talk about local guys. We know Bill Gates. We know all these yeah. guys. I'm going to talk about local guys. We've seen T- Vusi Tembegwai. We've seen uh, Sadi Leshezi. We've seen um, Tokyo Sekwale. We've seen... Mm. There's so many successful guys out there. We've seen... We've seen Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, seen every, we've seen every successful entrepreneur out there. And they all, they've all mastered one thing, which is discipline. That's what makes them stand out. That's what makes them different from the rest. When the, um, Con, Conor Mc, not Conor McGregor, um, he's not a local, by the way. Um, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is the perfect example of systems. Mm. He says when his competitors are watching um, television or his competitors are spending time with their family or his competitors are, uh, uh, watching movies, Netflix, whatever it is that they're doing. He knows that when they're doing that, he's in the gym, he's gymming, he's mm. boxing. <laughs> I, I know it sounds, that's what I'm saying. It's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable mm. advice, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there. The reason why Floyd Mayweather has 50-0 wins is based on the fact that he's gymming while his competitors are eating. Yeah. Ish. That's <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's really as simple as that. So if the moment you take away from your systems, the moment you don't utilize your systems. And when I, when I say systems, I mean activities, it's gymming, yeah. it's uh, drinking water, it's eating healthy. healthy. Um, mm. Yeah. It's for, you want that, that great body. You need to do those things. Mm. But the moment you take away from the systems, you're contradicting your goals. You're not going to get to your goals. And unfortunately yeah. that's, that's, that's what makes you different from from someone that's that's achieved those goals those guys did not achieve their goals by luck trust me there are situations where they need to think Mm. and there are situations where they need to adapt there are situations where they need to problem solve Mm. so that that's not luck yes they they can be at an advantage you could you could have received you know um inheritance from your family I mean, anyone can receive inheritance, but the question is, what do you do with it? Mm. Do you do you grow it, or do you wait, put it to waste? Mm. So, yeah, no, that's that's definitely the advice I would give to, and this is the advice I give to my agents as well. They've seen they've seen it. We make it such an it's such a healthy environment. Um, Monday morning, have have you done have you done these activities? Yes, I have it. Or I mean, yes, I have. Or no, I have it. Okay, no, you haven't. 
that's fine. You haven't. We're not going to fire you. We're not going to chase you out. But just realize that you've got the next three months coming up where you won't have money in your pocket because you haven't done these activities, exactly. and you need to be accountable for that. Mm. Because when there's no money coming in in the next three months, we are going to have to reconsider you. We are going yeah. to have to, because because now we need to, we we also in the business of cutting costs. Mm. You haven't done any activities in the past three months. So we need to cut our costs, and that means we need to replace you. We need to, you know, those are mm. the uncomfortable con- conversations that we have, uh, but they work because mm. the moment you start having those conversations, you start seeing results from people. Mm. That's and true. And you need to be your, you need to be your own boss as well. Um, mm. You need to take accountability and say, you know what, if 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 I'm not going to get that best body, if I'm not going to get that degree in three years, um, then I need to fire myself. Because mm. that's because what am I doing with my life? I'm wasting time. Yeah, you are. So <laughs> so honest, you are. So it's very uncomfortable to hear that because now I'm reflecting on my life and the goals that I need to achieve and what I'm doing to achieve it. I'm just like, mm. girl, you need to go work. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think that's some great solid advice you have right there. Um, thank you so much. Um, but before we end it. How can our listeners get a hold of you and your services if they're interested in engaging with you? Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, so we are on website www.libertalia.co.za, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll have access to everything there. We have uh, all our services, our about us. We've got all the information there. Um, yeah so people can access that's the easiest to get a hold of us we've got a contact form there as well where people can okay. go in and, and fill in their details but if you specifically want my phone number and my contact details uh, my email is uh, executive at libertalia.co.za my phone number is 076-737-6548 and then my whatsapp number um, is 061-430-9742 Uh, we're very active on social media, by the way. I should have started with that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're very active on social media, so just search Libertalia. We're we're the only Libertalia in terms of the name on on social media. If you come across other names, it's probably like Liber, Liber, it's different names or different okay. lingos or whatever. Yeah. But Libertalia should be the first name that appears on our social media page. Or if you just say search Libertalia Real Estate. Okay. Um, we should. It's. I advise people to follow that page because we do post tips um, on a day, on a weekly basis. We post post tips. Um, we post houses, so we try to incorporate viewership as well, not just showing houses, but we yeah. show sellers tips on how to buy, how to sell, and stuff like that. So, yeah, go into the website if you're interested in joining real estate. Um, we're we're aiming for, like I said, fifty thousand registered estate agents is a small number, right? We're still to <laughs> increase that number. So we're aiming to to aim to hire at least twenty thousand real estate registered agents in the next ten years. Um, it's a very the level of entry is very is very high because mm. it's a it's an easy job. You're just introducing people to a property mm. and then they sign. So you don't need a PhD for that. You don't need, um, <laughs> And it's not forex. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you don't need to master financial numbers. All you need to do is take people to houses to yeah. view, and if they love them, 
we 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 assist you with that whole process all right interesting i'll definitely leave the details in the description box for our viewers to access that um but yeah and also your instagram page is yes the tips i've, I've looked at them and i think that's why i also got some of the questions like yeah this is very interesting you know <laughs> i'm very informative very attractive also um it's just yeah it's amazing thank you so much for joining us today um i've personally learned so much from you truly i'm inspired i don't know how many times i've said this because i am i'm really inspired by your growth and just what you have done you know for the black society at large um yeah you have really shared some great insights on real estate agency the industry buying and selling um above all else thank you so much for your willingness to educate everybody that is listening um and hopefully you will get people reaching out to you to engage more with you but yeah thank you so much thank you so much for having me too it's such an honor i love talking about real estate um i would definitely hop on another one sometime soon yeah <laughs> thank you so much for having me thank you such amazing content was shared i hope you guys have learned as much as i have thank you for tuning in and i genuinely do appreciate it if you'd like to engage with our guest check out their details in the description box below or you can send us a direct message on instagram and we will ask your questions on your behalf please feel free to contact us on instagram or via email to either recommend somebody we can interview or if you have any other suggestions above all else if you have any comments or reviews please do what needs to be done stay tuned and hot like the tea we're about to serve you see you next week wednesday